Hello, remote friends. The information from this podcast is rich with remote support, but it's even more important that you go from information to application to get the best results possible. Remote work is here to stay, and we want to help you on your way. So let us know how we can support you even more by visiting remotepathways.com. There you will find a quick link to talk with us directly. Reach out to Jen for all your teamwork, leadership, coaching, and facilitation needs. And reach out to Michelle for developing a healthy, sustainable rhythm of life through spiritual practices, 90-day projects, and simple structures to support your remote working journey. Until we connect, thank you for listening. It's such an honor going remote together with you. Let's explore the remote world. Together we'll discover the people, places, and pathways to working remotely. We'll engage in great conversations, share tips and valuable resources, and connect you with voices from the field. Let's go remote together. Hey, Michelle, welcome back. It's part two of our season one in review here at the Remote Pathways podcast. I'm super excited to continue the conversation. Last time we met, we took a look at the digital dozen, the 12 different avatars in the remote space who gave birth to this podcast. So today in part two, we're actually going to take a look at season one of our podcast, and we're going to be looking at episodes eight through 24. Great to be with you again today. Oh, so glad to be here. So glad to continue this conversation. We had so much fun last episode just talking about the foundation when you introduced uh, the Digital Dozen to the world. And now, like you said, we're going to bring in the voices from the field. These actual avatars are real people. And we start gleaning the value of what they've learned and, and inviting their voice to the virtual table. Well, as a podcast co-host, I think it's been fascinating in a context where 3 billion people this year, 2020, have gone virtual and remote that, you know, a lot of people are really curious, how do others do it, right? We've been in an era of social and physical distancing. That's felt like for some of us, we live in bubbles. And for you and I, we've had the privilege of bringing amazing speakers to the airwaves. So we're going to take you through a quick high-level overview of some of our episodes. I think we'll touch on all of them and um, just a little bit about, you know, what we've been doing here at the Remote Pathways podcast. And I think a really interesting iteration or evolution of our work happened back in March, just before the pandemic hit North America on March the 4th or 5th, on March the 4th, actually, we hosted our first of what we thought would be a monthly community call. As it emerged, it's become a bi-weekly community call, which we host on a Thursday morning. We invite people to join us so any listeners can join us with their breakfast beverage, or if you're in a different part of the world, bring your dinner, bring your lunch. And it's a time to connect with some of the amazing, amazing guests that we have welcomed. And now that second community call has a new time and a new purpose. Now you can join us for planning sessions. So be sure to check out remotepathways.com, look at the planning pages, and reserve your seat at the virtual table. We can't wait to see you there. So again, like, what are you reflecting on? Think about where we were in March in our conversations, where you were, where your business was, 
What stands out for you, Michelle, as we started pivoting into, you know, episode eight and some of our special guests? <laughs> well, you know me, I love connecting with people. And so I was thrilled that we got to bring in uh, one of my business partners, Jennifer Grody, all talking about strengths and motivation and that fun thing that she likes to call mojo. She really gave new light to mojo. She talked about it being more joy and how to tap into that through strengths. And then, like you said, we have the podcast, which helps us explore the different people, places, and pathways. But then we evolved into that community call where we invited Jennifer and she could expand on that conversation. And we actually brought in some of the coaching around that and could bring in some different activities so that you could engage. So we encourage you to go back to those two. Those are also recorded. Listen to the episode like you would with Jennifer, uh, and then go to the community call and engage in that activity. Um, so, because really the podcast was about discovery, and then the community call is more about encouraging, equipping, and inspiring you to actually apply this to your everyday life. What would you add to that, Jennifer? You've captured it brilliantly. Like again, the community calls are an extension of the podcast. I don't know of anyone who's doing it, but for Michelle and I as coaches, our work is all about bringing people together for conversation. And so podcasting is wonderful. We love doing it. We're going to continue to do it, but it's a one-way conversation. And as you know, the Remote Pathways podcast, we really have a belief that it's about a conversation. And so that is where the community calls provide that vehicle for you to join us have a voice, participate, whether you are live or recorded, those coaching exercises, we really hope will create some new insights for you and also spark some new action because that's what coaching is about. It's about insight and action, not just one. We need both for change and evolution and quote unquote transformation to happen. So we've had amazing, amazing guests. After Jennifer, we then moved into one of my top favorite topic areas. Episode nine was all about collaboration and how important has collaboration been this year? That's a bit of a rhetorical question, but think about your world of remote work right now. How much do you really do independently? And how much better would you like to get at collaboration? If there's one theme that's emerged in my work throughout the year, it's been about how do we collaborate better in the remote space? And I think this will continue to be a pain point for most of us. Now, Michelle and I hopefully have also modeled what do you do when you have to collaborate across a border that's closed, but hey, it hasn't impacted us, right? We <laughs> continue to keep on rolling. And uh, that's the beauty. When you find a great partner, you're able to just keep on going regardless of the different barriers that get thrown in the way. Yeah, great example. Yes, I hope that we have inspired you. That collaboration is great. You can notice the energy too. Can you imagine if we were trying to do this podcast by ourselves? Oh, I know a lot of people do, but I think it's a completely different energy when you're collaborating with other people and the creativity that comes out of it is different as well. And I think a few of our guests have picked up on that. Either people have really loved it or they haven't, which is fine because there is so much available in the world of social today, right. that it's really important that you find your community. So 
with that, we then shifted into episode 10. I think my, episode 10 for me was a bit of a mile marker, right? It was like, ooh, we're not just amateurs at this. We're continuing on. And so we invited one of my business partners, Susan. And Susan and I had up the Mentor Roadmap uh, work workspace. And so Susan is my partner in the US. She's been doing amazing work around mentoring. And really, both of us bring a coaching approach to mentoring. So definitely listen in to Susan's description of our work at Mentor Roadmap. Uh, Again, we've been able to service in the last five, six years now, even Fortune 50s. And um, it's really been a blessing to uh, continue that work in a remote space as well. Mentoring, I think, has taken on a whole new new, um, importance. And I don't know about you, Michelle, but I've had actually a couple of people three people in the last few months reach out to me and say, would you be able to mentor me? And that's something I've taken on gladly. I said, yeah, you know, it's not something we're going to do every week, but every month I'm more than happy to do that. And I know that I'll get as just much benefit as they will from those mentoring conversations. So what do you recall from uh, mentoring? Again, I loved hearing the virtual relationship that you have with Susan and just the flashback and you could hear that friendship and then also the beauty of serving together, similar to Jennifer G and I or you and I, you can just hear what's possible and also the importance of mentoring right now woven throughout organizations. I think that's the next phase. I really do because I think we're going to have to um, learn from one another. We're going to start seeing value and again, going back to that collaboration piece, collaboration and mentoring. Beautiful. Absolutely. And reverse mentoring has taken on some really new, new approaches. So episode 11, episode 11, we kept moving and it was about getting up to speed quickly in the remote space. And it's almost like that speed dial. Interestingly enough, this was just about the time when people needed to get up to speed pretty quickly. And that led us then into another amazing guest who was very well received, Gail Uday, who came to us as an author and as a coach to talk about conflict, conflict in the remote space. So again, as a bit of a pause, I want everyone to think about where does conflict reside in your work and your organization right now? What is the culture you've developed around conflict? Are you sweeping it under the rug so that the rug has grown so big there's no more breathing space left in the room? Or are you addressing topics as they emerge? I think this is a definitely a topic we'll keep returning back to probably in season two and beyond, but it's definitely, I would say, episode 12 is one to listen into. What do you remember about our time with Gail? <laughs> I'll never look at birds the same way. I, again, <laughs> totally changed my perspective on birds. So again, I'll be curious about that. But I remember her time with us on the community call and the activity that she brought us to. It, people really got a lot of value out of it. So I encourage you to go back and look for that as well. And just on the bird note, uh, Gail Uday's book is called Conflict is for the Birds, just to connect those dots. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jed. And you're reminding me too, whether it's Jennifer G or Susan or Gail or the other fabulous guests that we're going to mention, go to our podcast guest page on remotepathways.com because we didn't want to just, you know, introduce them on the podcast. We wanted to stir that up in your heart and then give you the information to connect with them directly. So be sure to check that out. Great reminder. 
And then lucky number 13, trust building. I was asking Michelle a few weeks ago, what is our, what is still our most number one downloaded episode? And it is episode 13 on building trust. Think about your workspace right now. What is building trust and what is eroding trust? And I think this too, like collaboration and a few other topics like conflict, is really one of the most seminal issues in the remote workspace today. Um, We can build trust, but we can actually erode trust even more quickly. So do check out episode 13 on trust building. And there is a trust building self-assessment that you might be interested in using and even downloading within your team context. Again, as an author, as a writer, I'm more than happy to have you share these resources with attribution. And if you have a quick story about that conversation in play, please send it back to us. I'm constantly being asked, like, how is this being used? And I have little micro stories that I can share, but we'd love to hear even more, like, what are you doing? What are some of the photos of this in action in your Zoom room or on your team session? So, Michelle, anything to say on trust? Or do you want to take us to episode 14, which was all about the Enneagram? (laughs) I love the Enneagram. But yes, I do have one note to say. You were talking about how does work evolve? Like Jennifer G and I, that we brought in, we utilized this fabulous resource that you created and the strength seminars that we get to bring to different teams. Incredible. So maybe we should ask Jennifer G when she comes back and she returns, just what did we glean? You know, do a little debrief so that people can actually hear. How does that impact when you actually invest in establishing that trust, safety, and connection? So thank you, Jennifer Britton, for bringing this important work to the world. It's needed now more than ever. And I have no doubt that that's going to continue to be the number one episode for a while because trust is so low right now. But anyway, yes, Enneagram. Enneagram is fabulous. And so was our guest, Teresa McCloy. (laughs) She was wonderful. And I learned so much about the Enneagram, didn't you? I did. You know, it's an area that I want to learn more about. I think it has such implications for like, how do we approach our work? How do we partner? How do we really bring not only our strengths, but our natural styles and abilities to the table? And another unexpected joy was found when Teresa did the community call and she walked a snap through the now process. That just opened my heart to a whole new thing. Uh, So I encourage everyone to go check that out. Look at the activity that she guided us through. Uh, It made such an impact in my life. I actually reached out to Teresa and I am becoming one of the uh, charter facilitators of her real life process. So I continue to be wowed at our guest and just everything that we're uh, able to bring to you and the connections that continue to be made in the remote world. So it definitely wet my whistle and there's a lot more learning to happen. But check out episode episode 14, which was nicely placed before another passion topic of mine, team effectiveness for remote teams. And again, you've heard Michelle talk about the work she's doing. You've probably heard me talk about the work that I do with remote teams. Teams are the engine of any business. So how do we really help teams thrive? And episode 15 really gets into some of the core conditions or the core elements factors, as I like to call them, that teams need in order to thrive. What was interesting, you know, by episode 15, I think I realized, wow, you know, there's so much writing that I had done back in 2017 in my Effective Virtual Conversations book that I could be feeding forward through our remote pathways lens. And it's been interesting because 
again, looking at book sales, you know, the books have sold about 10 times more now in the last six months than they were before the pandemic. But I continue to get emails from folks saying, I really like this stuff that you have in part three of effective virtual conversations around remote team leadership, remote team effectiveness, and just partnering and collaboration. So for anyone who has a copy of my 2017 book, Effective Virtual Conversations, check out part three, or you can also check out my daily reading series. So April, May into June for 66 days, couldn't believe it was that long, 66 days, I did a quick five to seven reading out of EVC. We covered, I covered the first four chapters of the book. So head on over to Effective Virtual Conversations, find the blog, and you'll find quick audio snippets there, literally snippets, five to seven minutes. I cannot recommend enough to get this book right now. I either encourage all my clients to get it or I actually uh, include it in fun giveaways or prizes that they can win. It's not going to be on your shelf. It's going to be sitting at your desk at all times. It is the go-to resource. Get it. Grab it. If you haven't found it yet, EVC. How do they find that, Jen? Head on over to Amazon, our best you know, shopping portal. Uh, just look up my name, Jennifer J. Britton, and Effective Virtual Conversations. Not Effective Group Coaching, my first book, but Effective Virtual Conversations. And it's platform agnostic, right? People are like, but it's three years old. You know what? It's platform and tool agnostic. It's all about how do you really create, as the subtitle says, engaging digital dialogue, right? It's about dialogue, two-way conversation. Yes, you can apply it to webinars and there's sections on that, but it really is about taking it one step beyond. And so as many of you know, my current work is really under the umbrella of standout virtually. And it's about how do you differentiate in the remote and virtual space from a... A conversation standpoint. So with that, that was Team Effectiveness 15. And then we brought in Kim Avery, our first remotepreneur. So tell us a little bit about our conversation with Kim. Yes, Kim is a dear, dear friend. And actually, that's how I met Jennifer Grody in Kim Avery's Marketing Momentum Program. But both you and I have been on Kim's podcast with Chris McCluskey, the professional Christian coaching today. And I believe that you were a a guest talking about effective virtual conversations, what we just mentioned. And so it was great having Kim here talking about her book, The Prayer Powered Entrepreneur. That was another journey that I went on that was life transforming book for me. So I love that she brought that to the table, but she did more than that too. She really gave voice to this entrepreneurship in the remote space, talked about the value of community, talked about the different challenges and opportunities. So I really appreciated her voice that she brought to the virtual table. Absolutely. And that took us into the mid part of the year. And and from there, we springboarded over into like every remote professional is a leader. This is actually, uh, this was an episode that was my passion project As a former remote team leader myself, I really often was the advocate in organizations I worked for that everyone needed skills in leadership. It was not just for me as a leader. If if we collectively were going to shine, everyone needed those skills. And I think what's been interesting as we look across 2020, many organizations have also realized that. So episode 17, 
every remote professional is a leader. If you have a copy of my 2019-2018 book, Plan, Do, Track, that's all about building those remote skills in influence, in communication, in a bunch of areas in section one. So check out the leadership slash skills checklist that we made available as part of the download. And then that set us up for Cindy, Cindy, who is a plan, do, track facilitator. She joined us. She also brings amazing bench strength in serving and supporting remote teams and organizations in project management and so many others. And in our first conversation with Cindy, and she'll be back in episode or season two, but in our first conversation, we had such a great diverse conversation around productivity and and planning, but also like remote work and doing your best remote work. What do you Mm -hmm. recall from our our day with Cindy? I remember her um, wonderful wisdom that she shared about being real in the remote space. She shared that story about her husband coming in and it was so funny, but it met our hearts right where we all are. So I just appreciated that. And also her military background, you know, you just hear that heart of servant leadership, right? Just like with you, I think that is beautifully displayed in Cindy's conversation. So tune in, go back, listen. I think it was episode 18. You will be richly blessed. Absolutely. And that segued us then to 19 remote working myths. And this was, again, a favorite one of my episodes. A couple of years ago, I started a series of blog posts over at my team's 365 blog around remote working myths and, you know, put them out into the world. There wasn't a lot of interest, but, you know, this year, a lot of interest on remote working myths. Think about the myths you held, like, oh, we're going to work all day in our pajamas. Oh, I can have boundaries around my work. Oh, I can actually thrive in no workspace, right? Like, these are all myths. And many of them have been obliterated. <laughs> and yes. a very strong word of obliteration. And so, you know, there's been this amazing social experiment that none of us signed up for, right? We didn't sign the participant agreement, but there has been like a revolution around how we work and how we need to work right now, which again has pivoted or put a lot of myths on their head, turn them upside down. So take a look at, uh, you know, those remote working myths. And um, what's interesting is that it then segued us into like back to remote work. This fall was anything but routine. And for many of us as parents, you know, we're juggling our businesses, our parental support, maybe our caretaking support and, you know, finding life for our spouses and our partners and everything else so that we can enjoy. And we don't look back at 2020 as being the year that like just went by because I was nose to the grindstone. So what do you recall from like those episodes in August and September, the lazy days of August and the beginning of September? What stands out for you? Again, I was incredibly blessed at the opportunity that we have, Jennifer, to just serve others in this time and to be there for them because that's one of the benefits since we were planted in the remote space prior to the COVID transition, we were able to um, just just serve others, help others. So that was an incredible gift. And also, I'm hoping that when we look back at 2020, yes, we'll see lots of adversity, but beautiful things bloomed also during this time. And people began to go in the remote space and we're like, wow, I love it here. I don't ever want to go back. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping that they just 
absolutely fall in love with remote working because there's nothing else like it if you're looking for that environment. So I hope it was a gift for some. Absolutely. And again, uh, I think one of the other gifts is we're getting a lot of research, right? We're seeing what what really is happening across different areas. And that actually was the inspiration to our September, our first of the two September community calls, which we termed the eight layers of remote work. And I have to say, Michelle, this was one of my favorite community calls all year. Sadly, you weren't with us. I had to go solo, but we had a great conversation that morning. I would invite you to check out the eight layers of remote work. It will show up in other writing later this year, but that then segued into co-working. And again, there are so many ways we could be working in the space. Actually, later today, I'm hosting a Get It Done Day, which in some of my lab programs, people love. It's like a day when people can just bring their list of stuff to do and we just truck on through it. Check, check, check. <laughs> so co-working led us to virtual events. What are what are you recalling from our, our layers and co-working and then our guest, Kristen Winkleback, who talked about her her role in a nonprofit organization to have to pivot very quickly way back in the earlier part of this year to uh, virtual. What do you yeah. remember from those? I remember her going back to the digital dozen, right? Her bringing voice to Victor from the voluntary sector. She just, as an executive director, had to pivot to that virtual event really quick. But she also gave voice to the volunteers. And how do you set up those co-working spaces and establish community um, in the virtual world? How her actual reach for the nonprofit expanded because of the virtual relationships. So go back and listen fabulous guest. She actually will return in a later call. So we can't wait for you to get to know her there. It was so much fun just talking about that, breaking that down. Another fabulous download that we um, got to share, Jen. That was lots of fun. As we go to wrap up our final two episodes of the season, we've got Jerome Koifman of Surviving Remote Work. He talks about that as a uh, founder of a remote entre- uh, enterprise. And then we also had Jennifer Grody, who joins us again to talk a little bit about mindset for remote work and also wellness. Yeah, lots around stress, which is so top of mind for everybody right now. We've been swimming in these swimming in these remote waters, maybe just now realizing the actual impact that transition happened. So now wellness is top of mind, uh, mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, all kind of wellness. So we really gleaned a lot of information talking about, she shared some tips around wellness and then carried us through in the community call of an actual activity for getting wellness vision during this season. So back to vision, right? It all comes back to vision. It always comes back to vision. And that's where we started this time last year. So as we go to wrap up this episode, our special part two of season one in review, I want to say thank you to our listeners. Thanks for joining us, whether you've been listening into the podcast or joined us for the community calls. We look forward to season two. Many, many, many more amazing guests that we already have lined up with and a lot of great topics as we continue down this remote work road. So thank you, Michelle. It's been such a great experience to partner with you. And I'm looking forward to what we create in season two. Same here, Jen. Thanks for that fabulous invitation. May our conversations continue. See you soon. Take care. Take care.